Yes, this is the Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1126, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, it's artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Hello, what it do? <laughs> <laughs> what up, though? <laughs> oh, That's great. And from uh, also in Nashville, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Marty is out one more time. He's probably out finishing up his Christmas shopping. Have you guys finished your Christmas shopping? Mm-hmm. I have not, but... I've entered the season of like white elephant and gift exchanges. And so I already have the regift file going, you know, oh like gosh. the stuff that you end up with are like, Oh sweet. Uh, a target gift card. I can give this to so-and-so, you know, um, whenever yeah, I, I go to the family Christmas, which it's like a oh, mom, dad, brother, maybe an aunt. I always have to put a couple other Starbucks gift card and a mug type thing in the trunk. Because you don't know what other relatives might show up. And then you don't want to be, the, you know, I, you got some for this aunt, but not that aunt. So, yeah, I'm with you. I've I'm, I've been amassing those uh, re-gift things, too, for the random family members. See, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that because I, I was going to confidently say, oh, yeah, I've got all my Christmas shopping done. And now I'm realizing I probably need to get some generic gifts you're gonna run into for whoever people. shows up on Christmas Day. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of re-gift culture. You know, because it's generally because it's generally like a gift card these days if you're going to get regifted or it's something like that, that, you know, has mass appeal because you ended up with it at like a a white elephant exchange. You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. It's I just feel like it's sort of it's like playing uh, musical chairs. You want to be the last one with that thing. You want to be the last Christmas party in the in the in the. Or the or the last gift exchange because you know all the gift cards that were passed around you're getting the good ones you know what I mean or at mm-hmm. least you're getting something you know because yeah. they're the purchase with the widest appeal it's simple you know I remember when we had staff ones do you remember the ones where like the design team would forget about our white elephant and so they would do you remember that one time somebody gave meat. They went down to the corner, the, <laughs> yeah, great the grocery cash. store, and they they got a steak and wrapped it in newspaper, and it was like soggy. Yeah, like, it's with, great. under the tree. <laughs> I had a black eye that day and just popped it right on. And popped it, it right uh, on. You know. that's good. I, I haven't bought one thing yet, so uh, I I have checked to make sure that the things I'm thinking of have are still in stock and on Amazon and stuff. So I'm all right. I'm all right yeah. right now. So you say I'll that. I'll take care of it in the next we'll couple of days. I'll take care of it. Listen, you're talking to the person who, like, I don't have Cohen on Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve is a shopping take for me. So I am the guy at Target buying presents on Christmas Eve because I have a day to kill. Why not? Okay. All right. Well, let's move the show along. We have a great show in store. Uh, Drew Holcomb joins us. Uh, He has some Christmas music out. Uh, Big fan of his. And at the end of the show, you don't want to miss it. We're counting it down. It's the ultimate Christmas movie bracket. We are March Madnessing Christmas movies. We are going to name the all-time best movie ever. Uh, you don't want to miss that. And I'm sure you'll completely agree with every decision we come up with as, as we go. Usually how it works. Yeah. All right. But stay tuned up next. It's Slices.
You're listening to Earl St. Clair. The song is Christmas Without You. And yes, you can find it on our Spotify playlist. It's a very relevant Christmas. Go subscribe. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, Oxford University Press, who I think considers themselves the uh, gatekeepers for modern language, has officially named the 2023 Word of the Year. Now, there were a lot of finalists, and this year they did something different and let people give feedback online about what they think the Word of the Year should be. It was yeah. It, it was a hybrid though. The people was, was, it it was Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> it, it, was, it was votes mixed with their linguistic experts. Uh, Got it. Anyway, Got it. so I'm going to name some of the finalists, and you guys got to okay. tell me around the table what you think the the word of the year was. Uh, Swifty. I think we all know. I think we heard that a lot this year. Uh, yeah. Fan, yeah. An enthusiastic fan of singer Taylor Swift, as they defined it. Uh, de-influencing. Which is the the practice of uh, discouraging people from buying a particular product or or, or something like that? Um, beige flag, uh, that one I saw a lot, which is mm-hmm. you know not quite a red flag. Uh, riz, uh, the, the word that's short for charisma, um, and it's sort of you know a romantic charm. Uh, heat dome, which is the weather uh, uh, term, and prompt. Again, sort of a technical term, parasocial, and this is um, designated relationship characterized by one-sided, unreciprocated sense of intimacy felt by a viewer, fan, or follower. And then finally, this is my least favorite, situationship. Um, Yeah, I think that's uh, everyone's least favorite. (laughs) I don't think we need to define. Out of those, Derek, what do you think the word of the year was? Riz. All my kids talk about is Riz. It got to be Riz. All right. Uh, uh, Emily, what do you think? Uh, I think it also might be Riz. I've Just because I feel like I've heard that more this year. Like the other words, I'd heard them before. I This is the yeah. year of Riz. Cameron, what, what, if you had to think of what the word of the year would, would be. Swifty. That's what it should have been. In, Emily? The, in, my, in my world, based on <laughs> what the... What I'm exposed to during every workday, Swifty, for sure. And you're welcome. She, she is the person of the year, so you're not that far Big off. Facts. But the word Big of the facts. year, in fact, is Riz. Um, Riz. Derek, there you're right. Is. All the kids are saying it, man. Um, Look, my son calls himself the Rizzler. That's a good <laughs> one. See, what's funny to me is like, I... <laughs> Does anyone else like, call him Rizzler? Slang? No, just him. <laughs> Slang is interesting to me because it's almost like it's like Abercrombie. Like in a certain era, Abercrombie was cool with the 20 somethings. Then it became right. cool with the college kids. So it yep. wasn't cool with the 20 somethings. Then it became cool with the high school kids. Then it wasn't the college kids. Then the middle school kids. And uh-huh. then the brand died. Now I know it's back, but it took 10 years or whatever. Slang is like that too. Like I feel uh-huh. like a couple people were like doing Riz, Riz. And then now like kids are saying it. And so nobody actually says it anymore. 
because mm-hmm. middle school kids are saying it. You know what I'm saying? I have a question. Well, by the time yeah. it gets to the dictionary, it's it's cooked. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's cooked, yes. right? As an actual by the time it gets yeah. there, it's well, done. yeah, the Oxford Dictionary. But that being said, Cameron, I, feel free to cut this. It hits a little close to home. But I'd be interested in talking to your parents because, as people know, Riz is short for the word charisma. Charisma, and that's right. I feel, I feel like there's a rebranding opportunity that could really put them on the map. For their Riz, magazine. Riz, Riz magazine. magazine. I think a lot of people will be shocked. I think a lot of people will be shocked yes. when they receive their subscription and find out what the content yes. actually is. But it's the word of the year. <laughs> well, look, they just, look, no, you just make Riz it for, yeah, make, make it for the kids. Make it for the kids. This is like... But don't change the actual <laughs> magazine. I'm surprised <laughs> the church hasn't adopted this because, you know, charisma for their magazine came from charisma. Mata yeah. and you know charismatic you know oh, I'm sure some youth pastor at a charismatic church has made this his whole personality listen that the etymology of the word is yeah. is sound that's what I'm saying yeah. but tell them to do a big marketing campaign about Riz magazine but don't change the content at all so so that when subscribers <laughs> received it so Greg Locke is on the cover yeah, of Riz it's magazine like a big yeah. Jesse Duplantis <laughs> feature <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, for Riz Magazine, kind of checks out. Kind of works, the, yeah. yeah Creflo the, Dollar yeah. Riz Magazine, yeah, it kind of works. Yeah, anyway. yeah. It's just I will, I'll pass you it can along. Throw it out there. I, I, here's the my, the other barometer of slang versus the Oxford Dictionary. As you said, you mentioned my parents. I was like, I can guarantee you, my parents have not once in their life heard the word Riz. You know what I mean? Once. Like, mm. yet we're saying it's so passe that it's made it into the dictionary, and kids are saying it. I can guarantee you, my parents have never heard it, not once. So. I don't know. You said they look. It, a, a lot has changed, bro. Okay, a lot, so a lot has changed. You never know. Your, 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 da- your dad <laughs> might. Your dad might call himself the Rizzler. Dude. You know what I'm saying? He, he might look. I'm gonna suggest this at Christmas. <laughs> I, da- your, Christmas your, morning, I'm going like, to up, educate Rizzler? them. I'm going to educate them about Riz. I'm going to give them Jesse's suggestion, just free. But just again, but out. again, tell them to market it, but do not. Reveal in the marketing campaign the content. Not that I have anything against it. Dude, I'm just the youth saying, of America would freak out. There's, there's oh, a Riz, Riz magazine. magazine. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I love it. And then I, and then all these twelve year olds subscribe, <laughs> and it's Jesse Duplantis on the cover. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Just do it. I'm going to tell him on Christmas morning that yeah. here's a free gift for you from yeah, Jesse Carey. No, just so. say this is your gift, Dad, this year. This is. <laughs> and you, Mom. And honestly, <laughs> the future of our family. <laughs> yeah. Our love, your legacy is now in the hands of the Oxford Dictionary. All right. Emily, what do you have? Um, We have to talk about this crazy study that came out recently that talked about how Americans are more trusting of AI and the internet than their actual doctors. <laughs> That's Derek Minor right there. What are you talking about? <laughs> <It's> Derek. <laughs> That's Derek's, Derek's getting his medical advice from, from chat GPT. No, I'm getting my medical advice from my wife, the pharmacist. That's your buddy. wife, the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, uh, okay. Emily, what are the stats on this? This is because that seems very novel to me. This is like, you said the majority of Americans it's not quite look the, to the internet more than it's really not the it's it's about one in two though it's a, it's roughly around like 50 percent. so the fact that 
one in two Americans are turning either to AI or just Google search engine in general, looking for symptoms um, or diagnoses. Uh, but yeah, it was like 53% of them said that they would trust AI's treatment plans and um, prescription advice over a doctor. Like they would rather go to AI in the internet Gosh. before they went to a doctor. Now, uh, about- I don't trust chat GPT to write a book report. I don't want it to map <laughs> out my cancer treatment plan. Yeah. Like that's crazy. But that's what a lot of people are doing. Now, it does seem of the people who go to AI, about 80% of them also will go to a doctor to confirm things. So they're getting there eventually. But it's just wild that they would, that there is at least a portion that just goes to AI and is like, oh, okay, well, then I'll just go, you know, do this over the counter medicine yeah. or something like that. Um, and I just want to say, you know, the internet is a lot of great things, but doctors go to school for literal years. ChatGPT has been around for one year. So let's just maybe, let's just maybe make that doctor's appointment. Okay. That's all I'm trying to say. I really don't want to go through another pandemic. Other side of- <laughs> yeah, let me say this. The other I'm side gonna, of- I'm gonna, it depends on the symptoms. Am I right, guys? I mean, no. so, so, half the time I go to the doctor, it's like, I could have told you that, you know, like, I just, I'm just here for the prescription for give me the Z pack. You know, I could have told you that's what I needed or you maybe drive all the way out here and have you stethoscope. What are you ascertaining from the stethoscope? I'm telling you, I'm telling you I'm coughing. Yeah. I I believe. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I do think, I I, I think there are certain things that, yeah, it's like, Hey, I have like a, a slight cough. What could I take to get rid of that? That's fine. But there's, there are times, like, I mean, I've used WebMD, as most Americans have. Mm. I, one time it told me I had, I had been poisoned. Like, that was one of my options. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, that's why I'm like, ah, maybe I should have gotten a doctor consultation. And every treatment plan, everybody is different. You know, so it's like, chat GPT or one-size-fits-all solutions is not... Anyway, people, come on. Come so, I'll say, I'll say this as a, as a, the recovering, uh, conspiracy theorist, as, as Cameron would say. And <laughs> as a, but I'm all, like I said, my wife is a doctor. So, um, here's the truth doctors are just practicing medicine. So, but they have much more practice than you. Like, that's a good way to put it. Just because a doctor is just practicing medicine and they're a human being that's administering that, like, these are people that, you know, have been to school. They've been doing this for, you know, some 20, 30, you know, years. So it just, it's illogical to just be like, you know what, I'm going to take precedence and pull up chat GPT and AI. Who, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you ever tried to make an AI video, you see what mm-hmm. it does. It makes everything liquidy and weird. So it's it like, does not guys, understand like, humans. Let's, yeah. it doesn't understand humans. It doesn't even know how to make a human eye. Right. So like guys, like they are just, they are human. They are just practicing medicine, but they have much more practice than you. It's the same thing with Michael Jordan. He misses shots, but it is Michael Jordan. Like these guys are (laughs) professionals. They, they do what they do. They don't always do it right. So, but what happens in our sensational society is when a doctor makes a mistake, the first thing we want to do is say, well, all doctors don't know what they're doing. No, that doctor might have just made a mistake or, you know, you might have had a bad. And then not all doctors are created equal. So I think definitely you need to make sure you find a capable doctor. Right. But mm-hmm. let's not trust chat GPT and TikTok influencers 
with right. your most important thing, which is your body. Like it makes yeah. sense to have a specialist help you out, right? That's it's important. I trust I trust TikTok influencers with my body. <laughs> All right. Uh what do you have, Derek? Super quick. So uh Avatar three, four, and five is about to come out. James Cameron what? is working on that. Yes, I didn't. I had no clue that there's. They, he has plans all the way up to a fifth one. But I thought there was three. It's five. Yeah, five. Are we going to be like ninety eight years old by we the time the fifth one comes out? Well, yeah. so he says the fourth one was already. I think he said the third one is already pretty much shot. They shot it six months before the second one came out. So they're okay. kind of ahead. He said the reason why the second one took so long is because of the pandemic. But now he says okay. we're on a more manageable well, schedule. I, I question that a little bit because the first one came out like 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. so. True that, true that, true that, true that. But, you know, I think maybe maybe it was because of the success he may not have intended for that. So he probably had to go back in the lab and figure out, you know, where does the story go from here? So he, he, he has plans all the way up to the fifth one. So for but all of I you that love the Navi, it'll be a good thing. I think the fifth one is scheduled to come mm-hmm. out sometime in the 2030s. Which is just wild that oh, we're making plans that far ahead. That's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, but, but I love to, I love he, he blamed the pandemic two years ago for a sequel that took 14 years to, <laughs> to, to be released. That is yes. <laughs> for sure. Well, there you go. That'll do it for slices. Buy your tickets now. You can pre-order today for uh, the debut of Avatar 5. But just to let you know, there might be a pandemic uh, 12 years from now. And we might hold this thing up. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pre-order now. All right, stay tuned up next. Drew Holcomb joins us. Yeah, all that frustration, I let it go. Let it, yeah, huh. We could turn missiles to missiles, so, so, uh, yeah, huh. We could make family out of foes. It's funny, it take the sun to turn the rain into snow. Listening to 116, Hidashi, Cast, no big deal. The song is Oh Come. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Drew Holcomb. He's the lead singer of Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, uh, who's heading out on tour with his wife, Ellie Holcomb, early next year. Uh, we talked to him about their Christmas shows that are going on right now, uh, his new music, and how he balances pursuing his career goals and personal ones. Here's our conversation with Drew Holcomb. Let every heart So I know you're getting ready for the Neighborly Christmas show that you do every year with Ellie. How did you guys start that tradition? We honestly started about 18 years ago. Ellie and I were just, we decided kind of on a, on a whim to make a Christmas record. And we went in with our, our band and cut the entire thing in two days. 
and we thought, well, if we've got a little Christmas record, maybe we should do one show. And so we, we did, did like a variety show here in Nashville for a couple of years. And then we took four or five years off from it. And about 10 years ago, we decided to bring it back. And it's just become this sort of random, fun annual tradition. And we do one in Nashville and, and one in my hometown of Memphis. And yeah, they sell out every year in these big, beautiful theaters. And we get to have a, just a great time playing a, kind of a mixture of Christmas music, uh, stuff from, from our catalog and then from Ellie's as well. Awesome. Do you have like a favorite part of the show? Well, Ellie does. My favorite part of the show is um, every year Ellie does Oh Holy Night with just her and Nathan um, on guitar, and it's sort of a showstopper. And then I do this really ridiculous um, version of Run Run Rudolph where I <laughs> dance around the stage like an idiot. And um, yeah, those are my two favorite moments. They're sort of on opposite ends of the uh, of the Christmas spectrum. Yeah, but I kind of love that you're that you have all of the emotions of Christmas. Um, yeah, it's great and it's terrible, right? It's uh, <laughs> the, the chaos of the holiday, the emotion of the holidays. Yeah, it's, it's an all-encompassing thing. Yeah. Are you guys big Christmas people? Ellie is like um, sort of the human embodiment of Elf. <laughs> so, yeah, she's a big Christmas person. And I'm a, I am like Christmas, but sometimes I could be a little bit of a, of a stooge. So... <laughs> Um, yeah. again, Scrooge, just say Stooge. <laughs> I, I was Scrooge, that's Stooge. I was thinking about that. I was like, I'm I so don't funny. know that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scrooge. Sorry, <laughs> Ellie's, Ellie's in the passenger seat laughing at me right now. <laughs> um, also, hi, Ellie. I don't know if she can hear this, but please tell her I say hi. No, she can't tell. She's saying hello. Hi. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, you know, I would love to know, like, how? What's it like to? get to work with Ellie because you know I know y'all were in a band together for so long and then you'll have your separate careers so what's it like to come back together yeah it's really fun I mean it's really been great that we've got our kind of gone our separate ways now for almost um, 11 years and creatively we're very different uh, but we also are probably each other's biggest fans and so when we get to come back together in February to do our shows together for you know that one kind of run every year and then these Christmas shows are really the only things we do together. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it, Ellie brings a lot of, um, sort of a youthful and playful spirit to the room everywhere she goes. And, but also is very, like a, a, an incredibly serious artist. So it's a great, it's a great combination. Um, I'm probably one of the only people who's not intimidated, uh, by her. So that's nice. You know, cause most everybody's intimidated by how good she is. Good answer. Good answer. Um, yeah. you know, speaking of family, I did want to talk about the new song you released, um, because it's, yeah. it's all about, um, you know, your kids. I played it for my mom actually before this and she was sobbing. So, um, <laughs> sorry about that. You still don't like doing what you're told, but I guess that's okay. Cause pretty soon you'll be 21 Out on the town just having fun But I'll still remember you, my son From way back when You know, well, I'm curious, like, were you able to get through that song without crying? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, my friend and I wrote it, he, he has a small child, I have three, and yeah, we were just got, got to talking about 
and how quickly it goes. And then we were also talking about we're at this age where our parents are getting older and, you know, kind of looking at both sides, there's, it's a bit emotional and I feel like it's kind of getting away from you. So we didn't, we didn't even make it through writing the song without crying, much less performing it. I had to record it five or six times and take piecemeal takes because, um, different parts of the song kind of got to me each time. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely makes me cry too. I made some jokes about how like, it's not a great song to release in the streaming era of music. Cause it's not a song that people want to listen to over and over and over again. Cause it's, it's, it's sort of a, a tearjerker. Yeah. It's one that you listen to. And you kind of got to sit with, um, yeah. yeah, you're not, you're not, it's not on repeat. Uh, it's a great song though. I do want to clarify that. Um, thank you. Thank you. And you know, and I know it's your first one that you released since your album came out earlier this year. Is there going to be more music coming or was this just something that inspired you in the moment? Yeah. When we wrote, when we recorded the record, um, we recorded 22 songs. So we put out 11 of them and we're going to release another 10. Um, the full details of that are sort of TBD, but basically um, it's going to be kind of a volume one, volume two story. So we're in the middle of, of finishing the, the sort of recordings and of the second round and getting those ready for, for release over the next year. That's exciting. Um, do y'all have a release date yet on that or you're still figuring that out? Uh, we, we, we're tentative, but we haven't quite nailed it, but we're going to probably start leaking more songs out probably here in February, March. I'm feeling mighty fine this morning I got good music on my radio uh, I do actually want to go back really quickly Speaking of family, you know, you were talking about uh, Just kind of like that reflection time And I was talking with a friend yesterday who recently became a new parent uh, This year and is already feeling the tension between being a good parent and pursuing their career and dreams. And I know that that's something sure. you and Ellie have been doing for years. Do you have any advice for parents that are starting that journey? Yeah, I think you got to put as much intentionality into your parenting as you do into chasing your career dreams. There's plenty of room for both, but they, they're going to overlap. There's going to be tension. And sometimes, you know, your career is going to have to give a, a bit. And sometimes your expectations of your own parenting have to give a bit. Um, and so I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's sort of a fine line. The thing that I love that my dad did and my grandfather did, who I grew up down the street from, was they had all these various passions and dreams, some of which were work related, some were, and, and it figured out how to bring their kids into that. You know, so for us, that's, you know, it's really hard to take three kids on the road and it's more expensive, but sometimes we just do it because we need to. Now, we don't do it all the time. We do it sometimes. You know, if we're going to do something fun on the road, you know, sometimes I'll take Emily with me or especially as they get older, it's a little easier because they can kind of, they can kind of roll, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons that Ellie got off the road was because we were traveling in a van a hundred days a year and it felt like sort of a, not a great situation to have a, a, a six month old riding around in a car seat for three to seven hours a day. Yeah. Um, and just needed some space. Um, so, you know, sacrifices were made, but then she found another path of her own in that season. So I, I think it's definitely possible to pursue your dreams in your career while still being a good parent. You just have to recognize that sometimes one or two, either or both of those things are going to, um, are going to have to give. Yeah. I have, I, like I said, I just have a lot of friends who are starting to navigate that journey and, it's interesting to see it happen. Yeah, and that's, I think that's part of like everybody goes through that regardless of what your dream is. You know, 
you got to always make those choices between people and career and try to meld them as much as possible. But also there's going to be some sacrifice on both sides. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. Well, what are you looking forward to on when you go on tour in February? Yeah, we, we, we're gonna, Ellie and I are going to put out some new songs that we've been working on. So playing those new songs will be really fun. I mean, the, one of my favorite things about this tour with Ellie is that we, we do two sets. There's no opener, so we get, to, we get to play a lot of songs. But then we typically, towards the sort of end of the night, we start taking requests, and you just never know what's going to happen. So every night is different, and it's it's a fun challenge because people will yell out songs that we haven't played in years, and sometimes we'll try to pull them off, and sometimes it doesn't go very well we just it turns into a bit of a comedy routine but um it's fun to, to not know what's going to happen at that point in the show and that's the only that's the only tour we've ever done that for is there a stop that you're really looking forward to this year yeah well so after the tour with ellie in february um we'll spend april and may on the with the band doing doing sort of the big the big cross-country all over the place tour um it's 32 shows in 45 days i think and we're playing a lot of sort of great historic venues, places like the 930 Club in D.C. and uh, the Fillmore in San Francisco and House of Blues in Chicago, which is one of the original House of Blueses. And then we end the tour with two nights at the Ryman. So I basically said, told my agent I want to play all my favorite rooms in one tour. And that's what we're doing. And so I think it's going to be a really, a really meaningful and fun kind of way to close out this this find your people tour, which this song has had more legs kind of than any song we've ever put out. And so it's just created, you know, we've got to play the Macy's parade. We're doing Jimmy Kimmel again. We've got to do all sorts of neat stuff that we haven't done before or that we haven't done in a long time. And, um, this tour, I think will be a nice sort of end cap on this season of this song and, and this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the Macy's day parade. Cause I wanted to ask, how was that experience? It was honestly really fun. I mean, my first time to lip sync, you know, so that was kind of hilarious. But the, the performance piece was fun. But the, really the fun part was the parade. You start uh, by the Natural History Museum in New York, which is on the Upper West Side. And you go down Central Park West and Central Park South and down 6th Avenue. And everywhere you look, the, there's an 8, 15 person deep crowd. And everybody's just so kind of happy to be there. It's just sort of the best of humanity. And it feels very... Um, sort of sort of hope inducing you know mm-hmm. and to see the best of people and people are yelling at everything's people that do know our music that are yelling hey drew or i'm from memphis or i'm from nashville or people that are like who are you guys <laughs> <laughs> and then people yelling out lyrics and stuff like that so it's uh it's a it's a, it's a very unique event that i never really thought about doing and then doing it was really satisfying Born to give them second birth. That was Drew Holcomb. Go check out Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors' Christmas album. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. You don't want to miss that. And they have a new single as well while you're over there getting the Christmas album. Check out the new single as well. Okay, stay tuned up next. We pick it. Top Christmas movie of all time. Fell down to my I travel far 
You're listening to Charles Bradley. Uh, the song is Mary's Baby. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. All right, uh, we're going to do this as fast as we can because there's a lot of Christmas movies, but we are going to take it on. We are going to name the ultimate Christmas movie. It's the ultimate Christmas movie bracket. Here we go. We have basically four categories. Uh, we have kind of classics. This is a little bit more of a mishmash miscellaneous classic or, or category, but it's primarily classics. There's a couple things in there that aren't. Uh, then there's the comedy category. Then there's the rom-com, romance category. And then there's kind of the kids family movie category. So, um, and then kind of the final four will be the champ from each of those. So here we go. Uh, we're just going to debate it. We're going to name it. And uh, here we go. First up, going against each other. It's a wonderful life or a miracle on 34th street. Neither. Can both of them Don't lose? Stop it. No, no, I'm go with the, I'll, it's take, a I'll take life. miracle on 31st street. Oh. See, I'm, I'm, then I'm a tiebreaker. I'm going to go. It's a wonderful life as well. I'm going to go miracle. on. Oh uh, Yeah. I'm going to go Miracle on 31st Street just since it's not black and white because black and white more movies are It was boring. colorized. It was shot in black and white. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll give it to you. All right. Uh, a Christmas Story or Noel? Noel being the one with um, a Kendrick. more recent one. Anna Kendrick. Yeah, it was good. Christmas it was really good. Story. But well, if you have to, to yeah, give a caveat of what it is, I think it's got to be a Christmas Story. <laughs> Christmas Story. Okay. Yeah, Christmas Story is classic, classic. All right. Yeah. Scrooged or a Muppets Christmas Carol? Scrooged. Scrooged. Oh, I'm, go with the Muppets, I'm going with Muppets, but Christmas I'm good with Scrooged. Hey, look, you stay, stay your ground, stay your ground. You ain't got to go with. I mean, I, I would prefer Muppets, but Bill, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, Murray versus the Muppets. Come on now. You're right, <laughs> but it's a, a good. good point. Point. Uh, it, Muppets Bill Christmas Carol holds up really Bill well. Bill anyway. Murray. Okay, Spirited, which is the Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds musical that came out last year on Apple TV. Bearded or White Christmas, the classic Bing Crosby. Why Christmas got to be white? I'm going to go White Christmas because I watched Spirited not knowing it was a musical. (laughs) More Spirited. All right, next, next, uh, next category. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, or Four Christmases. You know the answer here, bro. I don't even know why you you know it's Christmas Christmas Vacation, vacation, bro. You know the answer here. Four Christmas is good, but it's not classic. I know, but I feel I, put, I feel like yeah. you put a one seed with like a three seed here. But anyway, Bro, this, yeah. yeah, this this they was cooked before they even started. The Jim Carrey live action, How the Grinch Stole Christmas from two thousand, or Elf. 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 Not close. Not even close. Uh, Friday after next or Christmas with the Cranks. I'm going with my boy Q. Friday, <laughs> gotta be Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday after, after next, after next bro. <laughs> Are you um, serious over Christmas? All right. I didn't think I Christmas of the Greats was good. <laughs> yeah. It was not. Oh, I did. Typical. I mean, it was like, you know, it's fine. Friday right, after cr- next was uh, not typical. A crackhead stole a Christmas tree. <laughs> last holiday. Last holiday or office Christmas party. The one with Jason Bateman and, you know, 
It's off call. I don't think I've seen Office Christmas party or last holiday. Last holiday. I love Queen Latifah. I miss her. I don't oh, Queen Latifah don't last holiday. I thought that was her movie. I thought I, I don't ain't recall seen it, but either it's Queen. Film. So I'll give it. She's to going Queen to Latifah. die, so yeah. she goes and cashes in all of her retirement money on an epic. Done. You know, Queen Latifah you know, don't vacation. miss. She's good love and everything. She falls in love and ends up. No, I'm not going to tell the end. It's great. All right, new category. This is the rom-com category. Although last holiday was pretty much a, long, a rom-com. Um, the holiday or love actually. This is tough holiday. for me, but I'm going to go holiday. I'm going to go with whatever Emily says. That's the right answer, Next Derek. one. The, f- the Family Stone or Die Hard? Die Hard, no question. Die Hard. Okay, I'm going to go Family Stone. No surprise. Whatever. <laughs> I don't want to be depressed. Sorry. While you were sleeping, <laughs> uh, or the princess princess switch, which I don't know what that one is. Uh, while you were sleeping, sleeping, definitely the better one. Yeah, we'll okay, go while you're sleeping. Cool. All right, last one in this category: Last Christmas or the best man holiday? Uh, is Last that, Christmas the Lindsay Lohan one? No, uh, Last Christmas is nah. the one with Amelia Clark. Uh, it came out like a few years ago. She like it, there's like an angel involved. Wasn't that great? Best man yeah. holiday is the clue. Yeah, here. best right, let's go. Best, best man. man holiday. All right, next category. This is the family ones: the Santa Claus or the Polar Express. I'm Santa going Claus. The Santa Claus. Polar Agreed. Express scares me. Uh, Frosty the Snowman, the classic 1960s animated one. Frosty the Snowman or Jack Frost. Jack Frost. The one with Mark Frosty the Snowman. Jack Frost. I'm going Jack Frost. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised by that. All Hard right. Short, man. Jingle All the Way or a Charlie Brown Christmas? Jingle All the Way. Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Okay. Last one in this category Home Alone or Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Home Alone. Home Alone. Not even close. Obviously. Not even quite. Okay. Next round, round two. Here we go. Wonderful Life or a Christmas Story? Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Christmas story. Interesting. Okay, next one: Scrooged or White Christmas? Scrooged. Really? Yes. I like White Christmas better, but again, I do too. But it's two to one on that on y'all. All All right, uh, next category: uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Elf? Oh no! I hate seeing Elf go so early, but it's got to be Christmas Vacation. Elf. Both classics of the genre, but I am flabbergasted. Christmas Vacation is probably going to win. I mean, it's untouchable. I mean, next one is Friday After Next or The Last Holiday. Friday. Friday. I'm going to say Fear Last Holiday because again, I love <laughs> Queen Latifah, but whatever. Sorry, Queen. I love okay, you, next one: The Holiday the Christmas or tree. Die Hard. The die Holiday hard. or all the Holiday? Die hard. Please, die hard. The easy. Holiday. Die Hard, man. <laughs> oh, oh, this sorry, hurts. Emily, it's over with. This hurts so deeply. While you were sleeping, or the best man holiday? Best man holiday. Okay, yeah, I, I ain't really yeah, I'll have, go best man holiday. Yeah, sure, for sure. The fact that the best man holiday made it past Elf is sickening. <laughs> well, sickening and fr- it is a travesty to mankind. <laughs> well, it's going up against Die Hard next round, so good luck. <laughs> All right, the Santa Claus or Jack Frost? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah, agreed. Uh, oh, here we go. Charlie Brown Christmas or Home Alone? Home Alone. Home Alone. Man, Home Alone. I can't believe right, you Charlie Brown Elf against. Yeah. You had the playoffs in the first round with Elf and Christmas I know. Vacation. That's the worst. 
That's it, so you know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. Next round. Uh, round three. Christmas story or Scrooged? Christmas story. Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yep. Ooh. You guys are advocating for Bill Murray so much. Um, okay. Christmas vacation or Friday after next? Friday. It's got to be Christmas vacation. vacation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a ride a with my dog Cube and, and, and Mike Epps and Cat Williams. Oh, man. Next one. Die Hard or While You Were Sleeping? Die Hard. I don't know. Best Man Holiday, you mean? Well, oh. Best Man Holiday, but it's, no. it don't matter. It's Die Hard anyway. No. Why you was Why you yeah, were sleeping? Yeah, it's Die Hard versus Best Man, Best Man Holiday. holiday. Oh, I'm sorry. I read. I missed yeah. because that one went into that. So Either, sorry. Okay, here we go. Either I'm gonna way. do it clean. Either way, here it's go. Die. Die Hard or uh, the Best Man Holiday. Die Hard. Holiday lost, so I don't care anymore. Last one, last one for the semifinals: the Santa Claus or Home Alone? Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. Okay, here we go. We are in the final four. four. First matchup: A Christmas Story or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Christmas Vacation for sure. Gotta be. This This is is a good final four. It's Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation versus Die Hard versus Home Alone. So, Die Hard or Home Alone? Home Alone. Home Alone. No, I'm going home Alone for sure. Now this is okay. Tough. This, this is, is tough. the t- this is it. We're in the finals. This is it. It's Home Alone. Christmas Vacation or Home Alone. It's Home Alone. I've for watched me. both. I've watched both in the last week, and though I'm on Christmas both Vacation, deeply, I'm going Christmas Vacation. Oh, it's Home Ooh. Alone for me. She's ah. a Clark. Lampoon's Christmas She's Vacation, the best, the best. One of all time. The, the only thing about Christmas Vacation for me is when I'm sitting down with the full family and watching it, the pool scene yeah. and the little hubba hubba at the glove counter. You know, it's just a little like, I don't need the sexual innuendo with the little it kids in the room. natural lampoon. I mean, I'm not making an excuse, but right. I mean, that was Come on, we know like the is. whole comedy institution was known for, you know. Yeah, being lewd. It, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's your winner for the ultimate Christmas movie bracket, A Christmas Vacation. There it is. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Drew Holcomb for joining us today. And like the last few episodes, all the songs on today's episode, you can find on our Spotify playlist, A Very Relevant Christmas. I guess it's the last few days before Christmas. So if you need a soundtrack for opening the presents, go go uh, go grab it. It's 450 songs. So you can just hit play and just let it play till New Year. You know, it's a, it's a great playlist. Also, make sure to hit up RelevantMagazine.com every weekday where we are covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. God, life, culture, justice, good stuff. Follow us on all the socials. Sign up for our newsletter there at the website to get our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday morning. And be on the lookout for our next digital issue coming in the next couple of weeks. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. All right, we'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com.
I had a black eye that day and just popped it right on. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 